everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 406 for the week of December 10th, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here bringing you the RPG news that you need before the blizzard hits us, Anna. Are you ready? You got all your supplies? Um, well, we could always just have the grocery store deliver. In the blizzard? Are you trying to get them killed? <laughs> What's wrong with you? So that's Anna Marie Privetier. She's trying to assassinate the grocery store delivery guy because he gives her bad vegetables. He doesn't give me bad vegetables. Oh, really? Do. And since I started putting extremely precise instructions, I get much better vegetables. Oh, yeah. So you teach them how to shop. Yeah. I wonder if they do the same things for their other customers or if they still get crappy stuff. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, having worked in a grocery store, and I mean, you've worked in a grocery store, yep. too. The problem is, is that there is like a thousand vegetables and fruit in the store, and someone might order something that you don't know what it is, you've never seen it before, you mm-hmm. don't know how to cook it, so how are you supposed to know what a fresh one looks like? Oh, I still don't know. Do I know? I do know. That's the sad part. I do know now. I've been taught by things like the Food Network. Oh, Anna. Yeah? According to the National Association of Aaron... NOAA, the the weather folks, the National Weather Government Agency. Like William? Yeah, we don't live in our zip code. (laughs) William has told me this before. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. (laughs) We have a friend that is a climatologist. And so he tells me cool weather things. He told us that our uh, wedding day was not going to have rain, and it didn't. It didn't. Thanks, he, William. Yep. Also joining us, Alice Wilkinson. I'm. I, my ears still hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We did an audio test, and we broke Alice. I feel terrible. You should feel terrible. It was your fault. You. you. <laughs> <laughs> My 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 ears are a thing of beauty. Actually, no. I, I mean, Anna's seen my ears. They're actually kind of hideous. <laughs> I don't remember. You have really long hair. I don't remember seeing your ears much. Yeah. No. Why do you think I have such long hair? It means people can't see my ears. I think what we're really learning is that Alice has body image issues. Wow. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, oh. I thought that was like blatantly obvious. Oh, right. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. Huh. We should probably move on to like. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> hey it, if it see really that means prompto is the one for you since he also has issues <laughs> well you see the thing the thing about the thing about prompto is is he looks almost exactly like someone i went to school with oh with yeah crazier haircuts yeah oh, nice <laughs> with a crazier haircut. i can't i can't for the life of me remember their name <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe oh, prompto man, was right just, to be worried just then. the icing on the cake i don't remember no, it's just, it's just the, the, for whatever reason, the face just seems so familiar. I don't know. Uh, Square Enix creating realistic characters in realistic character shocker. Oh, goodness. Someday we will let Prompto take pictures of himself. But we keep telling him not to. <laughs> very, to be, very on, cruel to be honest, I don't, I, don't really bra- I don't really blame you. So, actually, let's jump into what we've been playing, because... Both Chris and Alice have been playing Final Fantasy 15, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing nothing but playing Final Fantasy 15. I've been like, doing nothing but working while Chris plays Final Fantasy 15. I play Final Fantasy 15 before I go to work. Like, 
I've got an issue, Anna. I've got a problem. And you cut and you come home and play it. Yep. And you get upset when I want to watch a TV show. I do. I get very upset. You're like, I'm like, Anna, I've got very limited time tonight. How can you do this to me? This is cruel. So we got our 4K TV. It arrived today or this week. And um, we set that up. Yep. And uh, what's the verdict, Anna? Uh, The TV is very shiny. Yeah. And um, I can read the text in the game now. That's right. We can understand the button prompts now. We can read text. I'm not squinting to play Final Fantasy 15 anymore. Um, We've turned on all the things. So HDR and the and the the higher resolution that has a lower frame rate and it looks real pretty and I'm just sticking with that. And now that I can tell a difference, <laughs> it's like, oh, now I have a reason to trade those frames for something. But um, yeah, and if you do it for a while, you actually don't notice anymore. <laughs> so I, I actually tried um, yesterday night to turn the fra- the uh, resolution back down to light, which would be um, 1080 down mix. Um, and I said, oh, everything's all blurry now. Oh, I want my 4K back. So. <laughs> I went back to 4K, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the 4K report for you. Is it worth buying a TV for that? No, no, of course not. No, don't do that. Um, if you're doing it anyway for other reasons, like we need a giant TV because we can't see anything anymore because we're getting um, t- to our mid-30s, then then there's a reason, maybe, um, and to get a 4K along the way. Also, HDR is cool because like, everything like looks way different with lighting now. It's like, whoa, this is like how things look outside. What? We also sit like half a kilometer away from the TV it's, screen. It's the other side of the room. It's not that far. That room is big. Yeah. All right. Well, not. A, it feels better now. Yes. <sighs> so how far are you in Final Fantasy 15, Alice? Just so that we kind of sync up on spoilers. I have only reached Chapter 3. Okay. So I'm actually still pretty early on. How far are you, Chris? I'm in Chapter 3 still. Wait, really? Yes. How many hours have okay. you played? A lot. <laughs> so this well, is the thing. Chapter three for story spoilers. Chapter three has so many side quests. It's where things like just they give you so much to do. You can spend like twenty to thirty hours just in chapter three easily. Okay. And so people I mean, find themselves at like level forty with thirty three hours into the game. They're still in chapter three. They're like, should I should should I move on yet? And people are like. But that's okay. That's how that's how open world games work. Yep. I have no complaints. <laughs> so Final Fantasy 15's been fun. Um, this is not a game for its story. It's a game because it's fun to play and check off quests and run drive around in your car. Um, so if you're not in open world jank games, this is not the game for you. If you are, uh, if you're cool with that stuff, then yeah. What do you think, Alice? How how is it treating you? What's your impression? I I know I I have been enjoying it a lot. Is it what you expected? Um, well, here's the thing. I don't really know what I expected. Okay. I never really what like paid attention to the game prior to, uh, well, prior to it coming out. Really, I didn't really watch trailers. Didn't really look up any information on it much. Uh, all I know is it's you know previously, uh, previously of. Uh, the Final Fantasy third, you know, it was previously Final Fantasy versus thirteen, mm-hmm. and that's about it, really. Um, oh, and it had four guys going on a road trip. Road trip. Oh, it's it's not a road trip. It's a bro trip. 
It's a bro, bro trip. trip. It and it is such a bro trip. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. I, but you know what? I don't mind. Me I, neither. It's it is a total bro trip, and it it kind of embraces it for what it is. And you know what? I I don't really have any complaints about that at all. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that I that kind of really drew me to it actually was um, it has a there's a lot of really like small details to it that kind of makes it look like they've put a lot of sort of I don't know thought and attention into certain things like. The, I don't know things like the food and the um, the fact that the car has a cup holder. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I know it's incredibly minor, but it's that kind of tiny little detail that kind of makes it look like a lot of time and effort was invested in it. Oh, also the uh, the the wheel rims in the car have yeah. uh, chocobo tracks on, or they have um, like chocobo feet on them. Is that what those are? Okay. Oh, it's on the rims specifically. Yeah. All right. And you can yeah, you I'm can no, customize I mean, you when you choose your rim colors. It also chases changes the 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 brake disc color mm. that you can see through the rim. They really, um, yeah. But I mean, even like my like sort of minor details, like so if um, even if Noctis isn't the one driving at the time, if you suddenly slam the brake on when they're doing stuff in the car, they all sort of yeah jerk forwards <laughs> and stuff like that. It's just. I don't know. It, it seems so. It seems so minor, but it's like a. It shows that the uh, the developers kind of cared about it. Mm-hmm. And I, that I like that. That that's pretty cool. So, yeah. No, I'm enjoying it. Um, side quest and all. Yeah, I, I'm just doing nothing but playing this game now. I can't stop playing this game. Um, so. Yeah, I just want to stop this podcast and go play the game some more. Um, I'm wondering when it's gonna gonna invert on me and I'm gonna not be able to stand it anymore. <clears throat> but um, hopefully not before I'm done with the game. There's a lot of stuff to do, so I'm a little worried that doing all the side quests might be a mistake. But not not and Anna can attest to this. Not only am I obsessed with doing all the side quests, what else am I doing, Anna? You don't know what I'm going for here. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm spending time on like YouTube and Reddit after I'm done playing. Oh, and researching how to level up and get gill. Yeah, I'm getting like super deep into this stuff and um, trying to decide how am I going to enhance my playthrough and what am I going to spend my time on. And it's kind of sad. You've been farming horns. Uh, shield spikes off bullets. Have you, uh, what have you been farming, Alice? Where do you get your gill? Uh, what? I, I just most Nothing. yeah, just well, no, just selling the stuff that I picked up. Just doing stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Which I think is, I don't know. Am I, am I doing it wrong or something? Oh no no. Um, unless you're selling the debased coins and the rare coins, um, no. So there's a oh, there's those, a thing. Those coins that you find can be crafted into experience-boosting magic spells. 
um, that give you a flat level of experience. And um, then you combine that with experience boosting food before you cast the spell, which there's two places to get in the game. And you can combine that with one of these nice hotels that gives you a good experience multiplier when you rest in it. And then you just get tons of level up. So there's a... The problem is the coins take forever to get enough to do this with. So people have found new sure. new ways to farm wivers and wyverns instead. And uh, let, listen, I've been doing way too much research on this. Don't listen to me. Play the game and have fun. <laughs> That's the other thing I found in all my research is everyone's saying, you know, you don't need to do any of this. Just if you're playing the game and doing side quests and spending a lot of time playing the game, you're going to be plenty leveled, have plenty of cash and have plenty of equipment. So you really don't need any of this extra effort. So, sure. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Anna, can we go play more? No, we have a podcast. Yeah, we, yeah I was gonna say we kind of have a we have a podcast. We could just stream it. Does that count? No. <laughs> stream right. it after the podcast. Yeah, maybe. All right, Pokemon Moon. I've been playing that too. I finished Pokemon Moon. I finished oh, Pokemon so Sun. Have I. And I've collected all oh. the legendaries. That I have I think. not done that yet. I have not done that. I am yeah. working on my Pokedex. It's crazy. Like, this is the first Pokemon game where I feel motivated in really any way to finish my Pokedex. It's done pretty well, isn't it? Yeah. Having re- having your Pokedex talk to you kind of adds that layer of, I don't want to let it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also have a friend on um, Twitter who is like a Pokemon master and basically filled all of his Pokedex like within the first two weeks. So I did some reading last night. Mm-hmm. You know how I've been saying every week on this podcast, like, I need to learn how to be, like, champion pro Pokemon man and do IV and EV training and all this stuff. And I learned how it works in this game. <sighs> did you give up on it already? No, it's not that bad. Um, okay. So here's the thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot easier in this game than it is in previous games. Here's the thing. So if you want IVs, you still have to breed for them. Or you have to do the SOS farming method, which is using the call for help system. Um, once you get past like 30 Pokemon called for help in a single battle, then you have like much better chances of perfect IV Pokemon showing up and of shiny Pokemon showing up. So there, there's that method for you. There's breeding, which is the traditional method. And um, making eggs hatch is a lot faster now because you can ride around on Tauros. Um, or you can throw them in the uh, the hot springs in uh, in your Pokemon Pelago, and that'll also help them to hatch if you don't want to do it actively. There is another method for IV breeding. So IVs are your base stats. Um, they are, I don't know. There's two there's two stat levels. So IVs are the one stat that's the harder to manipulate traditionally. Um, in this one, you have a way you can collect what are called bottle caps. They're called bottle caps. And you get them through a couple different methods, but the most reliable one is to have your Pokemon find them in Pokemon Pelago. Um, so you cap- you collect these bottle caps, and you can trade them to a dude in the mall in your hometown, and he'll max out the IV stat of one of your Pokemon. Or if you get a golden bottle cap, he'll do it for all the stats. Golden bottle caps are very hard to get. This does not actually change the IV of the Pokemon. So if you breed it, your your uh, resulting Pokemon will not have perfect IVs. It's actually just a, a stat boost for that Pokemon that is makes it behave as though it has perfect IVs. All right, does that make sense, Anna? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's EV training, which um, 
the best way to do is, of course, in Pokemon Pelago, like everything else that we're talking about. And you just put them on a device, and they start training on that device, and uh, you tell it what, what stat to be boosting. And that's the second level of stats. You need to max that out, but there's only so many. You, you go look it up. There's like 512 per Pokemon, and you basically allocate them to different stats more or less by choosing what they should train in or you can get them by fighting pokemon and actually you can use sos chaining plus the poke virus plus vitamins plus this other stuff and then you can just in a few battles you can have your pokemon's evs maxed and have that done and over with um, and then you have your battle ready pokemon assuming you've then you realize that oh my gosh People go crazy. So now you've got your stats maxed out. You'd think that'd be enough, but that's not enough. You also need to worry about abilities and natures. Um, well, mostly natures. I think abilities are more locked per Pokemon, but natures are, you have to, those can vary, and certain natures are advantageous for certain move sets and move strategies that you're going to do with your Pokemon. So then you want to breed a Pokemon with the right natures, and then put it through this process of IV boosting or breeding for a perfectly IV boosted Pokemon with the right nature to begin with. Then you go through the EV thing, and then you have your Pokemon, and then you realize people are really dedicated to this game when to do this stuff and be ready for competitive battling and then you also realize this is why pokemon hacking is a thing because all this stuff is a pain in the ass and even in the newest game where everything they're giving you a lot of tools to do what was very hard to do in previous generations they're giving you a lot of tools to do that within the game it still takes a ton of time so you realize this is why people hack because oh my gosh that's a lot of time commitment so there's uh there's your pokemon minute and um I don't know if I'm doing any of that, but uh, yeah, that's that's Pokemon. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do because <laughs> I wanted to get hardcore into Pokemon and like make a six Pokemon team that was competitive, capable. That that was my goal for this generation, um, and I just don't know if I'm ready for that level of work. And here's the big thing: I can't find anything in the game to help you get your Pokemon to level 100 quickly. And I'm trying to figure out how you experience grind your Pokemon without it just taking another 40 hours. So if people have tips on that, that's the one thing I haven't found any good advice on. I found tips on getting money. I, I know there's a lucky egg, which will double your experience, I think, that you can get from the lab. And that's good. But there's no like good experience grinding. So if people have advice on that, I would really appreciate it. And uh, also... Also, things that I need is the Festival Plaza on in Pokemon Sun and Moon. You can get certain shops there that can help with uh, some of these processes, but I'm just having a hard time getting enough friend points and leveling up those shots, shops. I don't really get how that works, so I need help there, too. So, what are your struggles in Pokemon, Anna, or are you just done? I, I, my struggle is finding time to play it. Yeah? All right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have literally played nothing but Pokemon since November eighteenth when it came out, and I have barely put in forty hours. Then that makes me sad. Mm. Oh, what's this, Alice? It's the current overused tier in one of the online battle things for Generation Seven. So overused. I've never okay. I hate the way they've named the tiers in Pokemon's um, community because I don't really understand from their names what they really mean. So yeah, I know it's I don't I don't get it either. I just find the names hilarious. So I guess overuse means it's what 
it's the most powerful stuff, right? Or it's what nah, gets banned? Or there's, I don't there's know. There's a tear above. There's a tear oh. above overused. Oh, okay. Of course. What was I thinking? Sorry. Um, <laughs> Voltron. Uh, so why does it say January is going to hurt? Because that's when uh, because be January ready. that uh, January is when the Pokemon Bank come update comes in. You'll be able to transfer stuff from Generation Six. Uh but this is all stuff. So. Almost all of these are in the current game. You don't need. Yeah, that's the point. Oh, why? So this is the current. This is this is what's currently in the meta. Uh huh. And it's going to change in January because. Oh. Because uh, the Pokemon Bank is going to bring all of the Gen. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sizer, but better. <laughs> Where's that one? <laughs> it's two two. Uh, yeah. Oh right. So what's yeah, some the between. Pincer? It, does Pinsir evolve now? No, it's got a Mega Evolution. Oh. Same with same with Sizel. Okay. Insert Blast Burn joke here. I don't know what that that's is. an anime reference. I don't know what Blast Burn is, but okay. It's a move. It's a fire <laughs> move. I like the Greninja. I shouldn't be. Here. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> the uh, it's it's a bit of a sore point for the uh, for fa- fans who follow the anime where um, Ash's Greninja somehow lost to a Charizard <laughs> yeah. in the anime. Oh, okay, I see. That, that's what we're you know, to. a water yeah. type losing yeah. to a fire type. Because Ash. Yeah. I, I don't need a third game anyways. <laughs> Poor Zygarde. That's not even the 100% Zygarde. No. Because um, who in their right mind is going to spend all the time getting 100 pieces of that stupid thing? I was thinking about it. <laughs> it's the problem. And, and I mean, in the meta, it doesn't make sense to because it's like this kind of generic ground Pokemon. Oh, is that the 50% forms better? Um, I don't, I, I would argue I don't know. that none of the, none of them are good. Are yeah. Amazing, yeah. But I'm also not a, I'm also not a meta player. I swear if well, I survive turn one, you're all dead. <laughs> I don't know what that Pokemon even is. Oh, is that... it's so you get them up in the mountain where you had to take the ex, uh, executor bus to yeah. get to. And basically, if you catch it before you damage it 50% or more, it retains its coating. But after you damage it for more than 50%, it cracks and loses that shield on top of it. And then it's like this dorky looking ball and the colors based on what moves you hit it with. And it's got like these spinny eyes. I have. Okay. That sounds like you're on drugs. It's a a meteor Pokemon, basically. Okay. Um, Porygon Z apparently has the only good Z move. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a reference to Z conversion. What does that do? Uh, It's. Oh, damn. What does it do again? It's. It changes its uh, changes its type to the move in. Uh, I think it's the move in slot one of your move set, and also boosts all of its stats by one level. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so that that's why it's called the only good Z move to people who are in the meta. I see. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like how favorite, Mimikyu think... is in here. It got what it wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite ones are um, Celestia, Celestia, 999.9 kilograms of pure genderless waifu. Oh, jeez. And uh, the picture of Chansey with the phrase, some things never change. I cannot get my... Iggly buff. Iggly buff to evolve. It's driving me crazy. Uh, what's Iggly buff's co- uh, evolution condition? 
Um, it's supposed to just be friendship. It's friendship. Supposedly. And she's got a soothe bell on it. She's been petting the heck out of it. She's taking it around. I, the only thing I could suggest that you're not doing, Anna, is have it in your first battle spot and swap it out with a Pokemon every battle. Uh, have you, um, if you use po- um, the Poke Palagio a lot, um, if you pick up the Rainbow Beans, uh, oh, three I've of those, I think. Ma- yeah, you take, give it three just okay. to make sure. And then you then have to level it up once. Yeah, I've, max. I, I walked it around with my eggs. I hatched both my Eevee eggs. I evolved an Umbreon. I evolved an Espeon. I've evolved six other Pokemon. It's gone from like level one to level 30 something. I, and it's still a friggin' evolve. I, I'm telling you, just throw it in your top spot for a few battles and you'll be good. Or do what yeah, Alice I have, said. I, I haven't really started the post game because I only barely made it through the Pokemon League. Um, like, two cannon. close. My two cannon basically soloed the entire Elite Four. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> I had issues with the with uh, the last battle after the Elite Four. So I, I went down and took a different team. And Actually, what I found the real solution was was just bring a lot of items. Yeah, that's kind of what I did. I took an. I I also kind of. I think I was kind of underleveled. I took two underleveled Pokemon, and yet one of them still did a lot of work. (laughs) That alo. That um Alolan Nine Tails. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That. that, Um, Yeah, that last battle gave me more trouble than Red did. Um, in this game. I don't think I've faced Red. You haven't gone over to the battle tree yet. No. No, I haven't either. I. I, I went into the room where you encounter the, the first part of the post-game stuff, and then you get into a five-Pokemon trainer battle, and their first Pokemon's level 61. And I'm like, you know what? No. I need more levels. <laughs> I need more levels. Yeah, so you can do this separate. The Battle Tree stuff is separate from the Ultra Beast stuff, so you don't have to you yeah. can do them in parallel. You don't have to do one or the other. But yeah, yeah, no, I, yep. I, 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 while I, do, I did kind of figure that out, it, it was more of a case of... What would be nice for you... The, is that you can getting to the battle tree takes you through a bunch of high level trainer paths, so you'll get a bunch of experience. That is true, and yeah, I've not uh, turned my EXP share off like some people. So no, I don't do that. I leave it on. But... Yeah, that's smart because I'm not. Leave it on. Well, I'm not EV training, so um, if I was, you're also not, you and know. you're also not a masochist. Yeah, um, if you are EV training, apparently the EXP share gives um, one EV point to all the Pokemon in your party from whatever you're fighting. So that is um, also a concern if you're trying to max out certain stats. Ugh. Well, I then I again, I don't really, I don't really have any intention of actually getting into the meta. Yeah, like, no, and you probably shouldn't. I don't know why I'm really even thinking about it because I don't think I have time for it. I just would love to do like actual online play with Pokemon, and it's like if you don't do this stuff, it's not. You're just gonna lose all well, the I time. Well, I think. Yeah, but I think the 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 the. The thing you have to remember is not everyone you encounter online is going to have, like, EV train stuff. No, they're going to have hacked stuff. Well, yeah, there's that too. But <laughs> no, I, I understand that there are a lot, a number of, you do have to be a little bit careful with that. Yeah. Well, because there are automated, there are, from what I understand, automated checks for it. Um, but if you, say, for example, hack something that just basically bypasses the, the, the raising process, which, of course, is perfectly possible... Um, then I don't know kind of how that works, but eh, whatever. All right. Oh, all right. 
Yay, Mimikyu. You got what you wanted. All right, we done with what we've been playing then? Or have you played anything um, else, Alice? Uh, I suppose I played a little bit of City Skylines, but that's about it. Somebody wrote in and said I should not ask you if you've delivered any missiles. <laughs> so, I haven't. So. Okay. okay. Well, they'll be happy then. Um, all right. Um, but yeah, because they released that Natural Disasters DLC for City Skylines, so I tried it out on my Oh, city. yeah. How much is that? And is that, any wor is that worth it? Um... I don't know if it is or not, really. Oh. Because I'm not really sure I'd use it that much. Didn't but a Stellaris I, DLC come out? Uh, yeah, so there was also a 1.4 patch for Stellaris, but that was mostly... That was a free story DLC and a bunch of balance changes. Oh, it's just a... Oh, okay. Because so, they got a... I can't remember the name of the writer they got in for it. They got, they, they got, a, they got a, like a sci-fi author in to write a bunch of events or something. Cool. Um, and they, they're now starting to tease the next uh, major patch, uh, which is also coming with an expansion as well, um, which will do some things like shake up the ethics stuff. So there will be uh, there will be time to discuss Stellaris, and it'll probably be after the next patch comes out. We need to play more Stellaris. That was fun when we played Stellaris. All right, let's see. Alexis Kennedy, a British writer best known for his work at Fail Better Games, which he co-founded. His writing for Sunless Sea and Fallen London has been widely acclaimed. Oh, I know those games. And now he's scribbing, sto scribing stories for Stellaris. There you go. Cool. Oh, alrighty. Well, let's get into the news then, folks. Beep, 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 beep. All right, first off, Stardew Valley's coming to PS4 and Xbox One soon. Yeah, December 14th and 15th. 13th and 14th. Oh, sorry. But very close. 13th US, 14th EU. And, uh, yeah. Um, no longer putting out the game on Wii U. Yeah, I'm going to make it for Switch instead. Yep. Um, which, I guess, with a small company, it makes sense to focus their efforts. So, let's see. We got news about Nier Automata. It's getting a limited edition. I love limited editions. So, here's what you get in your limited edition. You get a copy of the game for the PlayStation 4. You get a Y-O-R-H-A-2-B figurine. What does that mean? Does anyone know what that means? Is that maybe one of the Automata models? I don't know. It might be the character's name. I don't know Nier. So, none of this stuff makes sense to me. I should play Nier. Well, I don't know Far. Yeah, um, you get a hardcover art book, a steelbook oh, huh. case. You get a 13-track soundtrack CD with live recorded music from Near and Near Automata, a collector's box, and bonus digital content. This is yours for a mere one hundred and eighty-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents, well, or one hundred one hundred sixty-nine ninety-nine pounds. Um, that is that is a lot. So if you don't want to do that, um, there's a day one edition, which is just basically some free bonus DLC if you uh, if you you know pre-order the game or get it on day one. Which you know sometimes day one is in stock for like a year and a half, so you know your results may vary. But uh, if you get the day one edition, you get some bonus DLC. You get a retro gray pod skin, a retro red pod skin. I don't know what pod is. It must be a companion character. You get a retro gray skin, a retro red skin, and a PlayStation skin. <laughs> You also get a cardboard skin. Are these maybe skins for your... They're all for automata? your little companion. Yeah, I guess it is your automata. Huh. 
All right. You also get the Grimoire Weiss Pod, which is a, a different automata itself, I guess. I don't really understand it. And a machine mask accessory, which is, I don't know what that's for. I think it's that dumb thing that the creator of Nier has been re- appearing in in public. So you can put it on your main character or something like that is what it looks like. I don't fully understand because Nier is a weird thing that I have not set foot in yet. I have the game. I want to play it. I don't know when I'll get around to it. I hear it has a good soundtrack. And for Chris, good soundtracks can make a, an even a mediocre game like really nice for him. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, oh, and the game's coming out April 7th or April 10th, U.S. versus Europe. So who's getting near Automata? And I'll solve it, yeah. Ah, but what if there's a demo coming out that you could play to see if you're sold on it? Hey. December 22nd, PS4 owners get a chance to play through the, the stage of the game that follows to be the game's Android protagonist through an abandoned factory to find and destroy a massive weapon. So, not, now you can huh. play the demo? No, you're probably not. Eh. You're, you know. No, no, I think I might give it a try, but... Mm. All right. Oh, hey, we have news that a Vita game is coming. What? Lie. (laughs) So, the game Fallen Legion was a PS4 game, and the developer Yummy Yummy Tummy has announced they're going to bring out a Vita version. Um, And the Vita version has a trailer you can see on on our site right now. Uh, It's going to feature a different story mode that runs concurrently with the actual game. Follow the story of the Legate, an official seeks to claim the throne for himself. I don't really know anything about Fallen Legion. I don't know if it was any good. It's apparently a 2D action RPG inspired by fighting game combat. So that sounds like something we would have reported on in the past. That was loud. Um, So you run sideways and beat things up. And now there'll be a a Vita version uh, sometime in the... So I don't think the game is out yet. And both versions, I guess, will come out first half of 2017 is what it looks like. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So Dragon Quest VIII. Um, Editor-in-chief Michael Cunningham. Well, <laughs> this is great. While getting one of his chemo treatments, got a uh, briefing on Dragon Quest VIII. This is really cool. <laughs> so they, I don't know how he called in or he had a video call. Um, it was... I think it was a shared call, but yeah, it was a roundtable with a bunch roundtable. Okay, yeah. so they they streamed them content of of playing through in Dragon Quest Eight and told them a bunch of things so they could uh, write about it. And he did so. His article's up on the site now. Um, they're talking about the fast mode that's now available in combat and speeds up animations and stuff. Balance improvements. Um, how HP and MP are being restored upon level up. Very un Dragon Quest like, right? Um, and a photo mode and stuff like that. And Alice is pounding on her keyboard. What is going on? Sorry. <laughs> All right. Square Enix. Um, none of us are at this point yet, but uh, when we get there, we may appreciate this unless we beat them to it. Final Fantasy 15 is getting updates, and they put a big post on their blog talking about it, but uh, they're going to fix Chapter 13 because apparently everyone likes to complain that Chapter 13 sucks. So that's one of the things they're going to do. They've, uh, they're going to add gameplay enhancements to Fat Chapter 13. They're going to increase the effectiveness of ring magic also in that chapter. Um, they're going to, after, that's the short-term stuff. Mid-term, they're going to add to the game story by putting more insight into motivations for certain characters like Ravis. Um, they're going to add cutscenes and stuff to the game, actually. Um, they also have some long-term goals, uh, adding more playable characters, or, or but we 
you know, they've said that before. We don't really understand what that's going to be, but you're going to be able to play as certain characters like Luna Freya, it sounds like. Um, we uh, And they're going to also potentially add a customizable player avatar so you can play as your own created character. I have no idea what that means. Um, they're also, and that might be tied in with another thing where they, uh, they are going to probably put in some sort of New Game Plus type thing. Um, they did say they're going to put in limited time events and stuff. And so, like, uh, it sounds like much like Hitman's getting, uh, you know, elusive contacts that you uh, contracts that uh, are around for a weekend and then they're gone. Um, in Final Fantasy 15, it sounds like there'll be bosses that'll be showing up in your world and you can go and kill them, but there's a limited time and then they'll be gone. So um, none of that stuff's happening yet. And they did do another plug pointing out that, hey, we're going to have a bunch of, uh, you know, DLC packs. So... Um, and all this stuff they announced was for free and it's going to come in addition to the DLC packs. But uh, they do have all these DLC packs coming. The first of which I assume will be coming soon called the Holiday Pack. But I don't have a date for it. I don't think they've released a date for it. Um, they've got the Holiday Pack, the Booster Pack, Episode Gladiolus, Ignis, and Prompto. And then the Expansion Pack, Comrades, um, which is the, the uh, co-op content to let you play with uh, you know someone else. Um, I'm... Always with RPGs, I'm really concerned when people talk about these giant update and future content packs for a game that, you know, is mostly a single-player narrative. Is anyone going to go back and play this again to experience any of that stuff? I don't I don't really know. Um, I think people will. Okay. It, it just seems weird to me. Because um, once you're done and you've, like, leveled up your characters and stuff, what does any of this mean to you? So, I don't know. All right. Uh, other things going on with 15. Apparently, they either sold really well in Japan or really poorly in Japan, depending on whose spin you're looking at. Um, they put out numbers that... Uh, uh, Media Create put out numbers, I guess. Uh, they sold through 64% of their copies in the first week of sales in Japan, which sounds really good. But then you um, have other people who looked up, like, what did Final Fantasy 13 do? Um, and it's like drastically smaller amounts of copies sold in Japan than Final Fantasy 13. And you'd say, well, why does that matter? Consoles are shrinking in general. Well, Persona 5 versus Persona 4 went up. Um, so why would Final Fantasy go down? And it's uh, it's just obvious that this is a Final Fantasy that's not really necessarily aimed at the Japanese market. Um, or at least it doesn't seem to be doing as well there. Anyway, um, I guess as far as Square Enix is done... Um, they they kind of saw this coming, so they only sold you know sold in a bunch on a certain number of copies, and uh, so I don't think Square Enix is being caught off guard by this. Um, but uh, yeah, there you go. Final Fantasy 15 sold uh, 64% of their stock in Japan in the first week. We'll see where they go after that. Um, it's been doing well elsewhere, um, but they're not at their. What did they want to get? Like 10 million copies sold, and I think the the most numbers I saw was like 5 million so far. Um, Dell's numbers. Uh, da, 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 da. This needs to send. To, they they want it to sell ten million. They reported day one sales totaling across the world of five million. That's sell in to retailers. We'll see how it does. <clears throat> um, that's it for Final Fantasy stuff for now. Some Dragon Quest news. Dragon Quest Heroes Two is coming to the West. We finally got for a logo. PS4 only. For PS4 only. No Vita version. Good point. No anything version. <laughs> well, the PS4 version. Yes. <laughs> that, that counts as a thing. Was and it now, PS3 in Japan? 
I don't uh, yes, it was. Else. Yeah. PS3, PS4, and Vita. Yeah, it's just PS4 North Just America. PS4 here, which is okay. That's the one I would prefer. But And now, Anna, you have a TV that you can read the text on, so y- you could play it. Um, <laughs> this is a follow-up, of course, to Dragon Quest Heroes, The World Trees Woe, and The Blight Below. This one is called Dragon Quest Heroes 2. We don't have a subtitle yet. I'm sure we'll get one. It'll come out April 25th, 2017 in the U.S. and North America April 28th, 2017. Um, I'm sorry. April 25th in North America. I shouldn't be so U.S. focused, Anna. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see. We've got new protagonists, cousins Lazarel and Teresa. And there's more uh, characters, it looks like, from other games. I saw Tornico and Ruff showing up. So, uh, in the trailer, at least. So, we'll see how that goes. Are you going to pick this up, Anna? Maybe. You going to finish the first game ever, Yeah, I think that's (laughs) kind of what's going to take priority. All right. That's a fair statement. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 2. Alice, you're not into these, are you? Omega Force Dragon Quest? Not really, no. Okay. Well, um, here's some good news if you're a Persona fan and you're like, oh, I can't handle these open world RPGs. I need a good traditional JRPG or at least something that's of that ilk. Uh, Persona 5 looks like uh, it's going to have a lot of text for you to read. 50% more dialogue than Persona 4 Golden. Uh, that's that's cool. Um, also, Wow at atlas having to you know localize all that uh you excited anna yes anna has been getting excited i switched the theme on our ps4 to the morgana theme so now every time the ps4 starts out she starts dancing and she's getting excited for persona all right in japan some japan only stories the alliance alive is a game that's been announced for Japan. It has a date now. This is the newest RPG from the people who made Legend of Legacy. Um, it is going to be out in March 30th, 2017. Excel World versus Sword Art Online. We have some details about that. Um, it uses the Elfheim Online setting that was previously used by Sword Art Online Lost Song. And you can fly and fight both in the air and on the ground. Um, so I I know this weird story stuff that happens after a maintenance for the servers announced and then they find a, a machine humanoid avatar black lotus while chasing after I don't know what's going on here. I don't know anything about Excel World or Sword Art Online. I know very little Basic- about Sword Art Online. Go ahead. Basically, the the uh, the thing the thing this is actually a crossover game. Yeah. Um. In the well, it, actually, it kind of is and it isn't. It isn't <laughs> in the fact that Excel World is set in the same universe as Sword Art Online. Just okay. about. I think it was like a hundred, fifty hundred years later. So these apparently started as novels, both of these, by the same yep. writer. Yep. And then turned into video games and anime. Yeah. Oh, for yep. goodness' sake. And yep. they made novel adaptions. And so they may be. Um, what does a light novel series even mean? Uh, Just not very what long. What, what light? In which regard? Like it's not very long, or it's not... yeah, it's not like it's not like a doorstopper. Okay, but it's not a manga either. There's okay, n- there's, n- there's limited illustration. It's mostly writing. Okay, I think that's like this. Uh, I mean, light novel series is kind of how a lot of things started. I mean, Full Metal Panic, which is a sort of no, it's a comedic, slightly comedic uh, mecha series. Oh, is this something we don't? Series. This is not something we have in the West. Hmm? What, light novels? A light, this is from Wikipedia now, a light novel is a style of Japanese novel primarily, 
but not exclusively, targeting middle and high school students. Light novel is a wasai ego, or a Japanese term formed from the words in the English language. Such short, light novels are often called ranobe, or LN in the West. They are typically not more than 40,000 to 50,000 words long, the shorter ones being equivalent to a novella in U.S. publishing terms, are rarely more than a few hundred pages, and ha- often have dense publishing schedules and are p- usually public published in bunkoban bunko bond size okay and are often illustrated mostly with manga style art the text is often serialized in anthology magazines before collection in book form so these are ongoing works that continue to have more installments added to them then so they're a little bit like the writing equivalent of manga light novels are an evolution of pulp magazines huh okay So it's not like you buy one novel and you're done. You got you got to have a shelf. You buy, full of you buy lots of novels. Yeah. yeah, you buy lots of novels. All right, got it. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, the game's been announced. You know, it's got a date in Japan in March 2016, and yes, it's coming to Vita and PS4. All right. So, Kingdom Hearts 15th anniversary PS4. So they've got a new slim PS4 announced for uh, Japan. Sorry, Japan only, as far as we can tell. And it's that same kind of Kingdom Hearts theme you've seen on, like, uh, Vita skins and stuff with all, like, the the heart and the Mickey head and the Keyblade kind of all over it. And it looks nice. And uh, I saw on Twitter a bunch of people wanting to pre-order it, or not pre-order it, import it and get that thing. And it comes with a Kingdom Hearts theme and all that stuff. So, yeah. There you go. That's uh, that's something you can import if you're crazy. And uh, finally, Chibi Sora is coming to World of Final Fantasy, Anna. Yay! In Japan. Ah. As a free DLC on January 12th. No announcement out of it coming here. Sorry. <laughs> we'll probably get it. They, they're thinking it'll probably come out when Kingdom Hearts 2.8 comes out. Okay. As long as people actually still care about World of Final Fantasy at that point. Which you can play now. Because you can read it. Yay! Except all the backgrounds are fuzzy. We, I think I have a, I have ideas on how to fix that. Okay. While you play it, there's been strategies bandied about the internet, so we'll see what we can do. All right. Uh, brief update: We've got some European trailers for Dragon Ball Fusions um, and a date. That game is coming out February seventeenth, twenty seventeen. It's already out in the West, so uh, if you want to get it in Europe. Uh, the in the west in north america it's already out in europe 2017 uh watch the trailer get excited um and then anna it's time for your section first <gasps> off we have two persona 5 trailers stories um with a bunch of trailers in each of them um we've got a story trailer a tai Te- takemi trailer a munaishi iwai trailer and a sojiro sakura trailer um additionally we have a um, Futaba character trailer and then an interview with Futaba's voice actress, the U.S. voice actress. Whew. We also have a South Park fractured but whole trailer and that you can go watch and see. Uh, get excited for the new South Park game, which is not coming until uh, 2017. We have a simple and clean Ray of Hope remix trailer for Kingdom Hearts 2.8 HD. Uh, and you can go uh, listen to a remix uh, Utada song if you'd like. Uh, we have a Tales of Berseria trailer <laughs> with English voice acting. So you can finally hear the English voice acting for Tales of Berseria. Uh, and then we have a Super Dungeon Tactics trailer where you can kind of see uh, 
what that game looks like. Um, it's not the best trailer, but uh, if you're into the board game at all, this is a video game adaptation thereof, and you can see if uh, that it's going to be interesting to you. Over in Japan, a trailer came out um, talking about Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3 Professional. Trailer. I watched this trailer. I have no idea what's going on in it, and it looks um, like uh, a game with, with Dragon Quest Monsters. Are you hoping this comes over, Anna, or are you not into the Joker series? Uh, there's no way in hell this is coming over. Okay. The first two games sold atrociously. Got it. All right, so don't expect it. All right, moving on to messages of the day. If you'd like to send us a message, we have three ways of doing feedback. Podcast at rpgamer.com is and the checked. email address. We're up to date. There's we are up to date? Okay. Podcast at rpgamer.com. Send us an email. Um, forums.rpgamer.com. You can go to the last uh, latest update section. Uh, and then finally, 608-729-4098, 608-729-4098, Operators are standing by to take your voicemail, and we'll play it right here on the show. Jay Scarp chose the forums method and told us about their Black Friday pickups. Said, either Black Friday deals were meh this year, or I'm finally learning not to buy games I don't need when my backlog is a mile long. Something that I have not learned how to do. Anyway, my only pr- purchases were Dragon Quest Seven for $30 and a Steam Link for $20. I'm curious if the Steam Link will let me play through my backlog of Telltale games and visual novels from the comfort of my couch, and $20 seemed like a good price to take a flyer on one. I didn't see that deal. I might have picked one up for $20 as well if I would seen that. All right. New game releases, folks. Here's what we got for RPGs coming out in the next week. Um, Akiba's Beats coming out in Japan. Not here. Sorry. But it is coming out next year. Okay. Cool. Stardew Valley hits PS4. Um, Xbox One gets Stardew Valley and Bastion. Wii U picked up Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon for the eShop this past week. Vita is getting uh, Saga Scarlet Grace, but again, only in Japan. Sorry. On PC, we've got Super Dungeon Tactics. And uh, that's it for RPGs. Also on iOS, Super Mario Run is coming out this week. Just as an FYI. I know that's not RPG, but it's a big deal, right? All right. Cool. If you'd like to support the show, GameFlyOffer.com slash RPGamer. Use the code BRIDGE10 for 10% off your subscription to GameFly, where you can buy, get all these games and rent them for less money and uh, play through a bunch of games and hopefully spend less and uh, have fun. Uh, If you want to support the show, help us... uh, do better things on the site that's uh, where that money goes we have a separate bank account used for rp gamer things so um let's see what we got i'd like to thank everybody for being on the show are Anna we gonna do a question of the week uh do we have one um think about it uh thank Anna marie and alice wilkinson and dale north for doing our music kelly ryan for doing our podcast image thank you dear listener for listening to us you can catch us every week 9 a.m pacific noon eastern at uh twitch.tv slash rpgamer you can also go to the site rpgamer.com check all your rpgamer news and stuff you can also follow us on twitter twitter.com slash rpgamer youtube.com slash rpgamer d-o-t-c-o-m and of course facebook rpgamer on facebook so what's our question of the week we don't have one um no i mean i i feel like i have one but it is totally selfish oh what what is your selfish question all right so every year i kind of pick a theme of things that i want to play for the next year yeah so in 2015 my theme was i'm going to work on as many backlog games as possible and i'm going to complete as many of my backlog games as possible and i was really successful um i finished um 
I finished 35 games and 29 of them were backlog. I also played 33 new games. So um, I played a little more new games than old games, but I finished way more old games than new games. Anyways, um, so for, and then 26. What's the question? I'm thinking about making 2017 my year of Vita games. Oh, all right. And so the question is, what Vita games should I play? Okay. And they don't have to necessarily be RPGs. So this is really like, what are the overlooked Vita games? Or yeah, what are yeah, the best like, Vita games? Yeah, tell me like your favorite Vita game. Tell me like a Vita game you think got overlooked. Tell me, you know, recommend me a Vita game. I mean, let's talk about the Vita. How about you just play all the ones you already have? That's Chris's yes. answer for that. And I mean, your answer is very obvious. And we we kind of need to like use that plugin that Glenn gave us and go through all the Vita games that we have so I can start making a list. But we don't necessarily What own... plugin? Plugin for what? There's a plugin for Chrome that you can put on the PSN site. Yeah. And it just like lists every single game that you own on your PlayStation Network account. Oh, okay. Which is cool. And then you can like filter it for stuff. Like Vita games. That sounds useful. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try that out later today. And uh, I'll probably do it on the couch so that you can help me with it while you're playing Final Fantasy 15. And so, yeah, tell me about Vita games. Let's talk Vita. Okay. And with that, uh, I need to know what you're going to play this week. Anna? Um. So, Mercenary Sagas 3 got announced. Mm -hmm. And I had not played Mercenary Saga 2 because I wasn't sure if I would like it, but a bunch of people recommended it to me on Twitter, so I'm going to try and download that and play it this week. And then, of course, I'm going to be playing more Pokemon. Oh my gosh. This plugin's crazy. I've already got it running, and... Um... Oh, wow. I have a lot of games on PSN. Yep. Um, too many games. Yeah, it's called PSDLE. What? It's... Oh, that's not the one I'm using. I'm oh, using okay. PlayStation Store Plus. Okay. Um, yeah. So the Chrome extension that Glenn recommended was PSDLE. You install it and then go to store.playstation.com, hit the button for the extension, a little icon will pop up, and basically you download every the name of every game that you own on PSN. Oh, I did it with this PlayStation Store Plus extension. Okay. And not only does it have... Every game, it's got every license entitlement as well. So it is a long list. All the way back to 2006 with my Nucleus Starter Pack. <laughs> followed so, by a Castlevania Symphony of the Night on you, 2007, 725. Can you refine it down to Vita games? Uh, well, I mean, yes, actually. Okay. Then we will take a look at that and go through it. So, yeah. Holy crap, we got a lot of stuff on Vita. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. What happened here? How you, did this you happen? You buy things on sale. Oh, that's right. I do. Well, they haven't had a lot of good sales lately. Either that or we already owned everything that ever came out on Vita. Um, I, actually, both things are possible. So you're going to play what, Anna? Um, I'm going to play Mercenary Saga 2 and Pokemon. I I had I just I need two weeks. I need games to tide me over for two weeks because I am getting a crap load of games for Christmas. I think I asked for eight, and I know that if I don't get any of them, you will buy them for me. Well, I don't know what they are, so I don't know that I will. Well, then I will resend. You've been copied on all of these emails. Oh, I'm really behind on my email, though. Uh, I will send you a list. 
What are you going to be playing, Alice? Uh, probably more Pokemon and Final Fantasy. Okay. And Chris is definitely going to be playing Final Fantasy. Oh, so much Final Fantasy. Pokemon. Yeah. Go to your download list. And so we're going to wrap up the show now that I have completely distracted Chris. Oh, this is cool. So uh, if you want to email us feedback, uh, whether it's the question of the week, what Vita game should I play next year, or anything about the, the podcast in general, anything about what we've talked about today, things you like about what we do, things you don't like about what we do, um, our email address is podcast at rpgamer.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 608-729-4098. Um, be sure to tune in uh, live each week, Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And you can always follow us on Twitter at rpgamer. And we are rpgamer on Facebook. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.